Welcome to the Fierce Goddess Collective. From our hearts to yours, we share the gifts of beautiful goddesses to the world. Hello, beautiful people. We are very glad to be here on our next Fierce Goddess Collective podcast. And we have a very exciting guest with us today, Lara, Lara Williams. And she is here joining us with all her beauty. Yeah, we're going to give her a hand, a round of clapping. <laughs> Yay. Yay. And she is here spreading her beautiful magic and knowledge with us today. She has got a, 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 a magical history of where she's been to where she's going and all the beautiful assortments of that. She has been a social worker in child youth mental health. She's done her intuitive intelligence trainer so she's a guide and a mentor she's also been the co-creator not co well co-creator creator of a wonderful book called extraordinary that she's been a big part of and there's a whole beautiful story around that and i'll let lara talk to you about that and she's also supporting women parents with understanding their children's behaviors mm. and their own behaviors so let's put our big hearts together. Let's give you another round of applause. It is fantastic to have you. <laughs> I applaud myself. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Oh, we're very, very excited to have you with us as well. And is there anything that you want to speak more to about your bio? Because I feel like I've I haven't given you the full justice of what you deserve. Um, no, I'm just happy to just talk and see what comes up. So, um, yeah, I'm sure lots will fall away and I'll think of something afterwards. But in the moment, um, yeah, I'm happy just to be here. Oh, beautiful. Awesome. So let's have a beautiful fierce goddess conversation and let's see what magic comes from this. Yeah. So how would you describe yourself and what do you do in everyday life? Oh, I am, so I'm a parent coach. Uh, that's what I do in my everyday life as I coach parents and children to create like calm out of chaos I think for me I'm a very humble person I'm grounded and down to earth um and I'm a really I call myself a connector like I'm here to make impact but I love connections I love being with people I love helping people um because it is my medicine too so I am a mom to three kids one with extraordinary needs which is where the book came about but we'll talk about that in a second um and through having children, I just firmly believe that they are our greatest teachers. That's one thing. They're just definitely our greatest teachers and our only teachers. And I look at our um, sacred blueprint that we I work a lot with sacred blueprints and what, why is our children's behaviors activating or triggering something so deeply inside of us? And I look at that and I coach parents through that. My whole vision, my my whole vision in the world is to have a whole generation of attuned youth, which is why attuned caring is my business name, but to have a whole generation of attuned youth. And how do I do that? Well, I do that by working with the, the mothers or the fathers or the parents. 
so they can free themselves from outdated values and beliefs and things like that they hold on to and like information that's stored in their subconscious and their nervous system that's really influencing their actions and behaviors. So, so the parents can then work on that and free themselves from that, which ultimately allows them to be more available or more attuned to the kids and free the kids from that. So that's my impact. That's what I'm here for. My end goal is to have a whole generation of attuned youth because that will just change the world, right? Yeah, like Totally. Confident, embodied, like not living outside of their body or detached or anxious or depressed, all of that. Like I really, my focus is having children, teenagers, youth, like having that age where we begin to, because we're born soulfully connected, yeah? And we're born really, really intuitive. And somewhere society and family beliefs and traditions and parenting and all schooling and all of that decomposes what we already know and attaches all its own views to it and then we get to this stage where we're 17 18 19 early 20s even early 30s and we're like who am I without all of this like am I free to be myself do I know myself so yeah pretty juicy I really wow. love it. Mm. that is amazing you just that wow mm. that's all I can say because <laughs> it's so true it's so what we carry our baggage yeah, it's like we've got to get rid of that. Otherwise, we're just going to hand it down. Yeah. Keep and handing love, it down. Yeah. And I love the work of Caroline Mason. She talks about sacred contracts. And this is what I look at from a parent-child perspective is, this, is the energetic blueprint that we have. All right, well, what's the biggest teaching that my child is here to teach me? Because that's what's going to give me the greatest freedom and then the greatest freedom that's going to free both of us to do our own path, to, 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 to be here for our own creations, like to evolve yeah. beyond what we're meant to. If we can lean into the discomfort of how, and I put quote unquote, hard parenting is or how, because it is tricky and it is hard and it is all of the things when we're living in that fear-based persona. Mm. Yeah, that's amazing. So I suppose you spoke about supporting the parents, both the parents, do you actually, how would you support women? Like, do you focus in on the women? Like, how do you support women with what you do? Just to bring it back to just the women. Yes. Um, so I have one-on-one work and I have group work. And I'm just about to release the new program. But I I feel like there's there's such power in shared learning. And I, and I feel like we're having the wrong conversation about our behaviors and our reactions, right? Like, I think if we look at them, we're looking at them from the 10% and not from the 90%. So we're not looking at them from the nervous system, from below the surface, from the stories that are caught here from generations and generations. We're looking at them from the logical mindset and trying to make sense of it, which we can't. So my one-on-one work or my group learnings is about, and it's a mixture of looking at the biology, the nervous system, what information is stored there? How is this developed? Why is it important that we know what's happening here? So we can be attuned to our children and a lots of embodiment, lots of movement of the energy, lots of uh, environmental and behavioral or emotional support. So it really covers my career to date and child protection and trainings, social work, um, attachment theories, circular security, mm-hmm. therapeutic price intervention. It actually covers the whole, the whole top, top down, bottom up approach. 
and in and out. So for ourselves and for our children. So it kind of is the full circle. It's a full circle, top down. Everything is included in it. I love helping my clients bring something that's so deeply rooted in the subconscious that's influencing their every action and move to the conscious. And they're like, oh, oh my gosh, now I understand that. That's not even my story. That doesn't, I'm so well ready to get rid of that story. I'm so well to move on. Because what they're seeing reflected in their child is a part that's stored, is an unmet need of theirs. And it's just really beautiful to be able to say, I'm holding you. You're really safe with me right now. We can do this together. And just watching both parent and child, mother and daughter, or mother and son transform through yeah. that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That is life-changing work. Yeah. And you're not only changing the family dynamics and how families work but you're changing you're giving them the skills and knowledge to change future generations yep. that's right and that's what I come back to with me because I've got three kids I've got three beautiful girls and I am my first student so I'm not going to ask my clients to do anything that I have not already done and not already learned and not already fully believe or have fully seen the benefits of or the results in and for me I don't want my children like and we had this conversation the other day with my almost nine-year-old she was worried about this friend that friend and we did some like hard congruence we came back into a place of love we were able able to see like objectively as, as, as opposed to subjectively we're able to look at what parts of her has experienced this sense of rejection before even through my parenting and been able and and all of it is non-judgmental like we are where we are and that's exactly where we're supposed to be but having this conversation with her about um recognizing the lessons in it without I, I just really want them to be confident confident Covenant, confidentially, confidentially, I can't even say the word, confident in their interactions and to come from a place of love, like true love. I mean, I mean, true peace in their hearts that they don't get caught up in the tit for tat stuff. And so they, then they can place their energy in things that really matter to them, like are really important. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Between the heart and the head and the deep embodied connection yeah I just truly believe there's and I I truly believe that a child achieving say a a star award or whatever kind of award or like an academic achievement or whatever else but are too anxious to go on stage to receive that or are too anxious or have tapped out or not embodied to remember that experience and to to express or experience the joy in that moment Mm. is defeats the purpose of it Mm. yeah totally totally i know it it does it's how that disconnection can well yeah change your path doesn't it and it changes your viewpoint about yourself and what you think about yourself and yeah I know part of my my some of my other life, I work in the education system and, you know, connection first, connection over compliance, connection, yeah. connection. Yeah. 
And we really are having the wrong conversation about yeah. being we're, we're having the conversation of it like, and, and this is what I spoke about in my recent masterclass is that we we sometimes think, we look at our behaviors and we can justify them. Oh, we were tired. I was up all night with the baby. I'm hungry. Such and such was in my way on the way to work. And, I'm, you know, I'm blah, 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 blah. But we look at kids' behaviors and we think, oh, they're, they're intentional. Like they're just doing that yeah. to really right now. Like they just do not want to comply, blah, 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 blah. Instead of actually looking at it through the nervous system and seeing it as a physiological response, something has taken my child or something has taken me out of the space of feeling grounded. Yeah. When was the last time I was in a space of feeling connected to myself? Mm-hmm. And what's yeah. taking me out of this? And am I driving myself towards the threat or away from the threat? And how can I bring some safety and connection back to my body? Mm-hmm. So I can remain. So it doesn't mean that anxiety will go away overnight, but it means I can still remain present and mm-hmm presently in this moment despite my anxiety mm-hmm. yeah. and I I love that you bring it back to a neurological response it's your nervous system that's having these reactions you're not doing it because you're a naughty kid bad kid whatever label that you want to put on them it's because they feel disconnected and unsafe yeah yeah oh. juicy juicy love it all <laughs> So juicy, yeah. I had a client recently that was, she came to me, she's a teenager, late teens, and she was saying, like, you know, she's got a new job, but she's feeling, and took, we've done a lot of work together to that point where she's got a new job, but what's coming up for her is that she's, she has this fear, it's come down to this fear of being in trouble. So we like went through a subconscious expansion session and accessed information that was stored in her subconscious or a memory that she had. From when she was seven and she got in trouble she doesn't remember what was at school or home and the details don't matter it was just that that moment was there and it's remained with her so like Stephen Porges talks about trauma not being a big huge event or anything a catastrophic or glo- like anything globally he talks about it being a physiological response something that changes your heart rate or your um your body temperature or your pulse stuff like that and she had a response to that that she wasn't able to then process, which took her out and continually takes her out of feeling safe if she thinks she's going to be in trouble. Mm. And she she and I were just talking about it and she was like, that was incredible. Like, she's like, I'm not seven-year-old Becky anymore. Like, I am a confident young woman. Like, I now, she can now bring some context to what was happening in the subtext. So you've got your stories and then you've got everything that's running the show underneath. And we've got like, hundreds of stories but we might have one subtext and what's below this the surface is the subtext and that's what we're working with that's really freeing it's really cool I love it <sighs> phenomenal yeah totally totally is absolutely it's amazing work it's amazing work that you are doing love it <laughs> yeah yeah And I see the difference even in my own girls and I can see how their nervous systems have been shaped and like, which primarily is between zero and seven. And if I look at my state of being at those ages where there was zero to seven, um, I'm like, Um, but like when we know better, we do better. And what I'm teaching them now, I only learned at the age of 33 or 34. So they're definitely ahead of me. So then maybe the next generation will be straight off the bat. Like it's... That five percent more, twenty percent more. If we can all just bring that, we don't have to bring a hundred percent because we are human beings. 
Tosca, I loved your little thing the other day. It says we're human beings, not human doings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're being, Fantastic. Yeah, we're being humans. And, and yeah, if we can bring just every bit, every bit, a little bit more, every bit, a little bit more. I don't even know if that makes sense. But you know what I mean. You get the yeah. bit. You get me. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. So what is something that you love to do that Lara loves to do that brings you joy in your life, in your world? Oh, do you know what I'm loving at the moment? I love gardening, but do you know what I'm really loving at the moment is I've just got back into the gym. Um, and as yeah, and as and I, I like I used to love working out and then I haven't I haven't done it properly for a very long time, but um, last year when our third child was born in Tosca, you'd know this, that she was born with a really rare and complex condition out of nowhere. And it was a hugely traumatic year. And I remember like trying to connect to myself and like, I used to have all these meditation tools and tapping and all of these things, but I was getting frustrated because I couldn't sit still. Like I just had too much energy and I feel like at the moment I'm loving going to the gym because it's bringing that just this beautiful balance of energy expelled and creating space for grace to fill like in my meditation because I'm no longer like trying to concentrate on what I'm doing because when I bring my body into peace it's at peace like it's it feels really good so I'm loving that I'm loving 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 being in my garden um and I've got some beautiful flowers that are rare plants that are like flowering at the moment out of nowhere and I'm like oh yay just feels it's like that constant reminder that there is growth in life and I felt like I was very much planted for most of last year and all my plants around me died. So <laughs> it's, it's nice that they're coming back online again and I feel alive in that too. And um, yeah, I'm just love, I'm loving connecting with people. Like even being here today, like my, my energy field is open to lots of connections and they're coming through and it just feels really nice. I love being, yeah, I love being in this space. Well, we love That's awesome, you. yeah. I love a bit of gardening myself. I've discovered it. I know what you're talking about. So I suppose the next question, what are your self-love or your self-care practices? Like, well, those two are probably part of it. Is there anything that you particularly do for yourself? Um love having baths and oh. I love going for a walk by the so even last year, like we moved into Fixer Opera. So my hubby and I love renovating as well. Um and we've been known to be like up painting the house or doing a DIY job at midnight when the kids are finally asleep yeah. <laughs> uh, but I love the beach we moved to the beach uh, about four years ago just on a I don't know why we and this is before I tapped into my intuition it's like I don't know why we need to be there my love but we need to be there it's going to be great and my husband's like what really like you want us all just to pack up shop and move five hours north of here just because you think or you know it's going to be amazing <laughs> I was like uh, yes, that's exactly what I'm asking of you. <laughs> and he was just like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Um, so we moved, we're closer to the beach. That's beautiful. I love, I love that. And our bath. So I was saying that we we renovated last year. So I would have a bath multiple times a week. I'll get in and I'll, it'd be very intentional, cleansing, restoring, detoxing, whatever it is that I'm really being intentional about. Yeah. And just walking in there. But we didn't have a bath for, I only got a bath last November in our tiny fixer upper. My husband renovated, but it was like nearly 11 months of my most traumatic year of existence oh. without a bath. I was like, 
I felt like I was just stripped of all of my things and just like, just you cope now, my love. I'm like, no, no. Yes, and I've recently, I have this all BS story that I can't cook or that I'm no good in the kitchen. And I've recently started to experiment with love on baking and cooking. So that's fun. Yes. Because I used to kind of go from, oh, I can't do it to stuff this, I'll show the world and I'll buy ingredients for 10 meals and then totally get overwhelmed in the middle of the day and get none done. And then there'd be like $200 of groceries and I'd be like, ah, okay. So now I'm like, one one meal one meal a week I cook but I don't put a lot of love into my cooking apart from that one meal a week (laughs) and that's like something new that I'm creating something that I have to think about something like Thai food or a a lovely carrot cake the other day and I'm like yay yeah it was so good yeah oh Oh, wow there sounds like there's lots of love and lots of juiciness and all beautiful learning Mm. oh I feel like um yeah, it's just a really stark reminder that one minute, you know, life changes. Yeah. And whilst last year was one of the hardest of my entire life, I always had my faith and I and my trust. Like I continually had to come back to the surrender space. And this year, and there's no right or wrong, and there's no good or bad, and light and dark go together. Like this year, it's just different, different openings, different spaces. So yeah. Beautiful. So would you say that from last year to now, that's been one of your biggest, I'm going to use learning experiences for you, like so far, like I know that year, I know you, it was absolutely a huge, massive year. Yeah. Yeah. Everything that I knew, like my world as as I knew it, or my world as it existed last year, it just completely crumbled. And because it's true that at the end it was just love, it was just our family. Like we had, there was one day, like there was one day I recall that my baby was having seizures, like, and the, her whole brain was in chaos for months on end. So she didn't actually open her eyes for the first four months nearly. And I remember I was just there and next thing I was beep, beep. And there's this reversing truck coming up our fixer upper yard with a portaloo on it. And I was thinking, what the heck is happening? Like, what is happening to my life? Like, I, it was, I was like, is, um, is, uh, am I here? Is this actually happening? Um, and it was because, yeah, we were trying to renovate our home. Um, but it was just the skills that I have learned really supported me and my family last year and that was a lot it took a lot of resourcing myself through my tools so I could be present for my family and I could support and resource them and particularly my two girls um and how they unscathe without like the dog is anxiety so I'm working with the dog and anxiety at the moment he got separated anxiety. but how that they're like and and they wouldn't they wouldn't call it a traumatic year like they were really well grounded throughout incredible circumstances in our home last year. And that's a testament to the work that I do. Like it was, it was my hu- biggest, hugest, most phenomenal learning last year. Um, and I feel ready now to share that with the world. Whereas last year I was really resourcing myself so I could do that for my kids. But yeah, it's, um, it's, it, I feel huge gratitude for the year that we had. Mm. Um and I don't mean that in a really 
pacifying way. I mean that truly. We had a really huge year and we none of us are the same because of it, but we're definitely more evolved. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. I mean, I don't think you're pacifying the situation by saying that you have gratitude for it because you've really come through it, all of you. And mm. like you said, you've grown so much from it and probably grown more together as well, do you think? Like more connected? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've been through a lot and a lot that a six and eight year old probably shouldn't have to go through. Like, you know, they were very excited for their little sister to come on board and they kind of went from sister watching, sissy watching to seizure seizure watching. Like it was, they had to be faced with stuff that, that did take them out of a space of feeling grounded. And there was a lot of work that was needed to be creative to bring some of that connection safety back to their systems. So, yeah. Yep. So let's move on to the next one. What do you think, or when was the last time you used your intuition? Uh, I use it all the time. Yeah. I knew you were going to say that. I was like, yeah, uh, yeah, it's just a trick question. (laughs) Sorry. Um, tricky, 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 tricky. <laughs> uh, so I give you an example of when I was first connecting to my intuition. I was like, oh, "We need to move north of here five hours." Okay, love, can we pack up and be gone by June? And my husband was like, "What?" Uh, <laughs> but I didn't know I was following my intuition. Then it was actually after that that I went down that path. Uh, but there's not a day where I don't. There's not a day. There's not a moment if it's big decision stuff it's if it's um and don't get me wrong there's there's moments where I respond from my survival intuition which is not actually from fear from love it's actually from fear and knowing the difference of where I'm at and bringing my nervous system back online helps me respond continually from my yeah, yeah attuned intuition mm. yeah. are you into feeling how are you recognizing your intuition would you say because mine's a feeling I always get feelings. Yeah, um, it's a, I'd be more clear cognizant. Like I definitely have a uh, deep knowing, like a huge knowing. Um, and yes, clairsentient feeling. But lately, it's um, clairvoyant. Like I have a clear, clear vision. Don't know how I'm getting there or what's happening with it. Like even with my daughter, like I had when. I could come back into my heart like I had a clear vision that she was going to be okay, which was really tough when you've got bright lights and helicopters and ambulances and all of that. Like it was really hard to be in that space to come back into it. But, yeah, so over the last 12 months, clairvoyance has definitely come forward as well, which is cool. I'm open to it all. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Mm -hmm. And to allow your life to be led by that. To mm. actually trust, which is a big thing yeah. in that intuition. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, when I do that, when I let my life lead like that, which is sometimes obviously I'm a human being, like it doesn't, it's not always that way. Um, I certainly feel more energetic and alive as opposed to going against it. Yeah. Mm. Especially my parenting. Yes. That would be a big part. Yeah. It's that intuitive parenting too on a level yeah mm. Mm. yes absolutely not going against mm. not going against it will definitely but it takes courage to go with it in parenting in society um in society that we're in so yeah totally 
I agree. Um, so this is the Fierce Goddess Collective podcast. Hmm. And we are all about, you know, celebrating women and celebrating the gifts that they bring to the world and the goddesses that they love. Mm. So do you have a favourite goddess or goddess that you uh, give devotion to to help you through these times? Hmm. Um, I have to say Durga, the cosmic Durga. mother, yes. is a goddess that's very important in my life at the moment. Um, and obviously one of her daughters, Kali, the goddess Kali. So we actually have a daughter called Kali, which we didn't realize was a goddess when we named her that. More fool, more fool us thinking that we are being creative and not actually guided by source or the universe to create our daughter Kali. Uh, call her daughter Kali because she's the fire of goddess and destruction, but also equally potent in strength and love. Like she fiercely loves, um, but fiercely hates you and wants to take you down when <laughs> you don't do what she, she wants you to do. Um, but Akali and Durga, um, I chant with Durga and I do invite her into spaces where my mothering feels weakened or less than or spaces where I need extra holding as a mother. I invite Durga into that space. And I would have to say I couldn't go past um, Bridget as well, the goddess Bridget. So inner strength, um, external beauty and um, beauty in that nature, grounded, restful way. So, yeah, they're the three. The three. I don't know if I actually commune or invite too much of the divine Kali, but on the 3D form, she's every day with me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Cosmic Mother and definitely Bridget as well. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. So yeah. what are you celebrating at the moment? Are we going to talk about the book? Oh, I'm actually, yes, so much has happened in the last few weeks. Um, so, yes, the book, uh, Extraordinary, Inspiring Stories of Living and Loving Beyond the Label, that was released and hit bestseller in December, which was amazing. Um, but I'm also celebrating getting clear focus and attention in my business um, and actually calling myself out and playing small. So I had this conversation with a coach the other day and she's like, well, are you going to risk it or are you going to protect it? And I was like well, like, am I going to shrink back in and protect what? Or I'm going to risk, what What am I risking? Like, I'm risking what to be with and serve who? Like, of course I'm going to risk it. So I'm getting really clear and um, intent in my business, and that's just taking off. And it's it's really calling in the people, the parents, specifically mothers and children that need that support, that really want to free themselves from this cage that we put ourselves in this this family cage this parenting cage um yeah for a tuned youth that's my vision and that's what I'm really celebrating I'm celebrating being here I'm celebrating being asked to be a paid guest speaker on an up-and-coming program I'm I'm celebrating my creativity I'm celebrating my booked out master classes and I'm just staying really humble amongst it all like I'm even celebrating that I had 700 followers the other day I'm like yay yeah totally Oh, I mean, I'm not even about the numbers, but it's there's a huge sense of connection for that in me, and and that's what I love about it. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. It is. It's and celebrating you because 
that's your passion, your intention to make a change and a legacy, you know, and that's super exciting. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. Oh. So if I were to ask you, and I am going to ask you, what's your favourite book that you're reading or your favourite podcast that you're really enjoying at the moment? Oh, so I have a couple of books on the go. Um, and there'll always be a mixture of like biology, so the trauma, living like transforming the legacy of trauma or the politics of trauma or the vagus nerve healing. There'll always be a bio, bio and actually I'm just thinking about it there now. There'll always be a category. So there'll be a biological, then there'll be your energetic. I love sacred, sacred earth, sacred soul. Um, I've got an Amkara. I've got a couple of those on the go as well. Um, and uh, I'm also reading Tapping Into Wealth, which is really interesting because, again, there's like lots of stories about like you shouldn't get paid for doing something that you love and all this kind of stuff coming up. And I'm like, I'm clearing these on an energetic level so those that are destined to work with me can find me. And I'm open to receiving that uh, in exchange for support and all and, and all of that goes with it so I have a few different books on the go and I'm just trying to think yes I've gone back to reading spiritually fierce again because I'm doing uh my teacher training which is super exciting um yeah and apart from that I'm reading children's books in the evening time <laughs> <laughs> and they're delightful too aren't they <laughs> The Babysitter's Club and uh, Pig the Pug and Pig the Winner. And yes, so that's, uh, we do a lot of reading at home. And it's definitely, yeah, something that sits well with at least three of us. (laughs) So, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. From our hearts to yours, we really have deliciously enjoyed this conversation with you and we are excited for your ongoing success and the magic that you bring and that uh, the peace that you'll be bringing into society and we just want to honor you and thank you thank you for having me it's been a lot of fun I want to do more of this (laughs) guess what you can come back we have repeat Pete has come can't even say yes come back and that's what they're doing because it's really beautiful to share their journey exactly it's awesome I'm very humbled to be here and to be able to spend some time with you guys on Valentine's Day as well love 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 love. (laughs) um but thank you so much gratitude and love to you guys and back and uh we'll speak to you soon Sure. Bye. Bye. Dear goddesses, if you love this Fierce Goddess Collective podcast, please remember to like, share and subscribe. And if you want some more information on our special guest today, all the links can be found down below. And remember, goddesses, stay fierce.